the Real Estate You podcast with Letty Ann. Welcome back to Real Estate You with Letty Ann. And I'm grateful today to have my friend and fellow broker owner, Ben Strock with uh, Strock Real Estate in Santa Cruz, California. Welcome, Ben. What's happening, Letty Ann? It's nice to see you. So good. I appreciate you having me on your podcast. Absolutely. It's so good to see you, Ben. Uh, We're going to talk about real estate today, and we're going to talk about maybe what's happening in California. Um, I'll tell you, you're crushing it. I'm I'm hoping we'll get your website on uh, the screen right now for everyone to see. I love your website. I love your videos. Every video of every house you post, I tell my husband, we're moving to Santa Cruz. So (laughs) I'm serious. For any of you watching, please go to strockrealestate.com, check out their website, their property videos, and um, please uh, follow them on their social media platforms. Uh, You'll want to move to Santa Cruz as well. Ben, as broker owner, you're you're broker owner of an independent uh, boutique style office in Santa Cruz, which is a coastal community. Uh, I wish I could say the same, but I can say the same that I too am broker owner of a boutique style uh, office, uh, concentrating on quality and not quantity. And um, tell us what's happening uh, in your brokerage and uh, a little bit more about your community. And then we'll talk about the effects of COVID. Well, obviously, 2020 has been one hell of a wild ride. California real estate at first, obviously, COVID, they shut down everything here March 17th. And at that point, real estate became a non-essential business. And what that meant is we were basically out of business. And as a business owner, as I'm sure you felt the same thing as a business owner, first instinct was, how do we cut costs? How do we not cut people? You know, How do we go ahead and get into this thing and get into pure survival mode? I mean, I think we all thought the world was flat and we heard, and I know you were involved in the same coaching system that I am as well. And here comes Tom Ferry saying, Hey, look, Shanghai real estate market is on fire. And nobody could believe that that really was going to be taking place. And obviously different sections of the country have felt different impacts into their real estate market. And what's happened here in Santa Cruz has been pretty damn interesting. We've always felt like the little redheaded stepchild of the Bay Area. Uh, Our housing prices have been more affordable. However, we always felt like we had this better lifestyle to offer residents from the Bay Area who wanted to do more mountain biking, surfing, hiking, have a natural environment. And COVID has put pressure on our market like I never would have expected. So we came out of this thing like a dog at the races and we were just like, and we're running. And this year's real estate impact here has been huge. Uh, There's been a lot of political stuff kind of going on in the background and I am not political. Uh, That stuff I try to stay away from. But the reality is so much politics have come into play where a lot of the people who are worried about uh, taxes have fled the state. And then a lot of the people who still had jobs and were looking for a lifestyle change have said Santa Cruz is really close to the Bay Area. And we've seen that whole thing, Napa, Santa Cruz, Tahoe, 
Uh, the really popular kind of vacation destinations have now become the housing destinations. So we've been absolutely on fire with our real estate market. We've seen multiple offers on almost everything, oftentimes, you know, 20% overbids and things to that degree. Interest rates have stimulated a lot more than we expected. And the tech sector had unbelievable strength, which, you know, being that we're close to the Bay Area, the Apples, the Googles, the Facebooks, the, you know, Teslas that are just over the hill have all been spilling over. So it, 2020 has been one wild ride emotionally, politically, housing, you name it. Um, so what, if we look, if we had a crystal ball to look forward to predictions, um, so I hear you saying things are running rampant in a very positive way with regard to real estate in the Santa Cruz County area, right? It's a seller's market, but it's really a lifestyle driven market. And I think we're seeing that throughout the country, you know, the demand on larger homes and then somewhere where you can park yourself and, you know, have that lifestyle with your family, maybe go out and now that you're on Zoom more frequently, pop pop out for a surf in the middle of the day, go on a mountain bike on the ride on the weekends, you know, run on the beach, whatever it might be. And that demand has really uh, shifted our market, but it's really a lifestyle related thing. When, when I look into 2021 and 2022 and even beyond, and you start talking about, you know, where we're at again, and I hate going back to political stuff, but historically, when you have, you know, a split Congress, House, and presidency, they don't get a lot done. So interest rates are most likely going to stay low, and we're going to continue to probably see a drive in real estate, I would expect and a strength in the real estate market, you know, based on demand for lifestyle. Um, I heard you say uh, uh, offers and things that are selling are selling uh, sometimes 20% over ask. That's what you said, I believe. Correct. So how does that compare to last year at this time, um, pre-pandemic? How does that compare? So last year in the winter months, we started to gain strength again. We'd had a couple of very cyclical years where, you know, prior election had had an impact. We've had a lot of rent control related things on ballots and a lot of political things back again that had changed and given, you know, some hesitation and pause in the middle of the summer months, which are normally our strong months. And the winter actually started picking back up. So December, January, February, we were back doing pretty well. And the market was seeing some strength. But when we start talking about it and the numbers, you know, it's, if you're looking at a stock portfolio or something to that degree, real estate prices since maybe March have gone up 20% as well. And we've really seen just a boom in that based on that lifestyle. What's really interesting about Santa Cruz and what a lot of people wouldn't know is the center of the skateboarding industry the surfing industry. So Jack O'Neill, one of the pioneers of the wetsuit, uh, was here in Santa Cruz. A lot of other surf companies started, you know, building shop around that Santa Cruz surf, Santa Cruz bikes, uh, blah, blah, blah. And we ended up having other industries that have fed off that. And the other industry that's really centered very close to here is the mountain biking industry. And so 
that those, again, those lifestyle things are really what I think our main push is. And so when I say the mountain biking industry, we're talking about, you know, Fox racing shocks, specialized bikes, Santa Cruz bikes, Ibis bikes, Bell helmets, gyro helmets. A lot of the larger players in the bike industry are kind of localized here. And it's been an interesting thing to kind of watch the younger generations, the, the tech bros, uh, come over here and go, hey, man, I want to serve. I want to bike every day. You know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, I, and again, I love seeing the redwoods. I love watching all your videos, your property, your coastal videos. Um, are you, would you say you're more of a second home market or was that maybe before the pandemic? Um, or who is your seller now? Are those second home persons saying, let's relinquish that second home we have in Santa Cruz and invest our money elsewhere? Uh, where, where, who is your seller? So we have a mix of sellers. Oftentimes they're taken out of here in a casket. Uh, they're not, they're not, their kids are inheriting the properties. Not because of a uh, mountain biking incident, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, occasionally. Yeah. Uh, but no, tip, typically it's older age. Uh, somebody inherits a property. So we're dealing with a lot of trusts. Uh, we're often seeing grandparents or something to that degree who are moving to be closer to kids uh, who can't afford to live around here. Our housing affordability index is one of the worst in the entire country. Uh, and it has to do with our climate and overall lifestyle that we do offer. So unfortunately, we have the pluses and minuses. You have on one hand, it's a really great lifestyle and the temp temperature and the climate you know, drive people to want to live here. But on the other hand, it's so unaffordable to live here, you know, that your income has to be at X level. So when people are thinking about things, they want to go out of state for a job. So we're seeing a lot of people move into Florida, uh, Texas, Nevada, uh, Washington State, um, areas that oftentimes don't have uh, any state income tax where they can potentially save on that. Uh, and then they're moving into areas that also have lifestyle benefits. So we're seeing, you know, the Bend, Oregon's and, the, you know, Idaho's as well. And they're often leaving for that. It's often the young family that's struggling to survive here that moves out of the area. And so there are some of those homes coming onto the market as well. But very generational. So you have a lot of uh, homes and properties that have been in someone's generation, uh, in someone's family for generations. Oh, 100%. They've been been there, you know, as um, I heard the other day, 42% of people across our country have no mortgage on their home. And when you look at a lot of the areas around here, many, many, many of these homeowners don't have any debt. They're paying exceedingly low property taxes. One thing that's unique about California is if you purchase your home, there's Proposition 13. Proposition 13 keeps your property taxes fixed basically on your original purchase price. So some people have been in their homes. One neighbor may buy their home and have owned it for 40, 50 years. They may pay $1,500 in property taxes. The neighbor who buys across the street buys for $2 million. Their property taxes are $23,000. So their incentive to move is not particularly high if they have a low debt amount on their home. You were asking me about who the people are that are moving over here. Right now, it's often the person who's looking to potentially retire by the beach. 
they're selling in an area like Palo Alto, Los Altos, Atherton, some of the more wealthy communities are selling for very high dollar amounts. And then they're considering moving over to a coastal climate uh, that's still close enough to friends and family, yet, you know, not giving everything up. And so they'll come over here, they'll buy for significantly less, and they'll use that equity in their home as their retirement account. Uh, most people in California are house rich uh, and cash poor. And so they have very little in the bank. They have most of their equity and assets in their home. Uh, the other thing we see is that the younger buyer is coming over here and still working in that tech industry and only having to commute now. And this whole change of lifestyle we've had of not having to go into the office every day, they are coming over here because they don't have to go in every day. We have buses that will take them over to the large, so some of the larger corporations, the Facebooks, the, the same ones I named earlier, the Apples, the Googles, they're getting on buses from here and they're busing them over. They only have to do that three days a week or two days a week. It makes it much easier. So those people are also moving over uh, for the lifestyle. And I'm noticing in a lot of your videos and a lot of our conversations, these are orig original structures. Um, are you seeing a lot of teardowns with new construction or is everyone really wanting or are they having to keep the original structures to keep the uh, flavor and feel of Santa Cruz County? It's a really good question. And so you'll notice in our marketing that a lot of the marketing is tiered and based on uh, the, the things that are going on around the house versus necessarily the house itself. A lot of the homes were built 50s, 60s, 70s. Or they're in pretty poor condition, so we do a lot of fix-up, clean-up in order to get them into a livable state. But the cost of construction is too high. And so when we're looking at a purchase, and call it a million dollars, you may have an $800,000 value on the land. And the structure is only worth 200000 If you want to rebuild a 2,000-square-foot house on that same lot, and you came in, you'd have to build out of pocket. The cost of construction are going to be around three fifty a foot minimum, and we're now pushing four hundred to five hundred, depending on the quality of construction. So the cheapest maybe somebody could build would be two fifty, but you have a lot of costs also on the soft cost. And so California as a whole, because of earthquake engineering, uh, the soft costs that are involved are often at $110 a foot. Uh, they, they just over, over, over and above the 350 Correct. And so we have some other major issues and constraints here, and there's not high development. And the reason Santa Cruz County has seen really low development and really high housing prices often is reflected back on the shortage of water and the shortage of other infrastructure, such as roads, stormwater, systems and things to that degree and the inability all of our water is mainly coming from the ground and so you only have a limited amount of supply of water in your aquifers and when your aquifers are on the coastal ocean you start getting saltwater bleaching into your you know freshwater drinking supply so there's a really limited amount of water and you can't just get, go build large housing developments because you don't have that infrastructure to go ahead and support it so as a result, you know, the housing prices go up, 
And when you start having the housing prices go up, the entire cost of living is going up. And so the minimum wage goes up, the, you know, the cost you're paying the average employee keeps going up and up, and that raises all your cost of goods along the entire line. And when you start getting into construction, it's completely affected on that same level. So what ends up happening is because of the high housing prices, it trickles all the way back down into a higher building cost as well. So really, if somebody goes and buys that million dollar home, they have 800K in the land, 200K in the structure, they want to rebuild, they're looking at another 700 grand to go minimum, and they might be looking at a million dollars to build a new house there, then they're into 1.8. And it really just doesn't make sense or 2 million, excuse me. Yeah. By the time they tear it down. So revitalizing is where it's at. And plus it keeps the flavor and the romance of the town. That's what I would think. Uh, yeah, funky, junky beach houses. Yeah, uh, we, <laughs> that's we, part of the charm. Have, uh, yeah, I mean, some people call it charm. Other people would call it... Uh, funky, junky. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even go in there. Surfer shack. We, we have, yeah, I mean, the, the interesting thing, I mean, if you drive around Santa Cruz County, the continuity of quality isn't there in terms of neighborhoods. So most neighborhoods have a vast difference in architectural styles in conjunction with quality of construction of home. So you may have a really rundown uh, shack next to a multi-million dollar mansion. And you're looking at it, scratching your head, going, how did they, how did they ever choose to live there? And it was really because of the proximity to the ocean, that neighbor who's had that house forever and has all the equity, doesn't have the money to go and rebuild. And so really it does take, you know, pulling them out of there in a casket in order to start seeing these neighborhoods change. You know, I've been doing real estate here for approximately 20 years. To see the changes in neighborhoods is drastic. Uh, the influx of money that's come in from that Silicon Valley tech, you know, boom, it, it's very interesting. The infrastructure still lags behind. A lot of our neighborhoods don't have storm drains and things to that degree where you would think that would be standard. We have power poles running above ground. But what we do have that oftentimes other neighborhoods don't have is redwood forest around the corner, uh, walks on the beach endlessly, cool, fun shop, shops and restaurants that are all within you know, a stone's throw and an overall culture here that's really relaxed and laid back. And the, you know, you can go in any restaurant, the nicest restaurant in our county, and they wouldn't turn you away if you were in flip-flops. Awesome. Awesome. So we, we just have a few minutes left. Uh, this is some great information. Uh, a few questions in the last few minutes that we have. Are, are, you, are, they sewer, are you sewer or septic in Santa Cruz County? So we have a mix. And so the areas that are coastal tend to be on the sewer system. We get up into the mountains. And so oftentimes people think of coastal California as only having the beach areas. We have dense redwood forests and really mountainous terrain. And those properties are on septic systems. And they are actually far more affordable than the beach locations. Uh, demand goes down a little bit. So it's a mix. And it's so pretty. How far are the, is the, are the Redwoods from the coast? If someone were to secure uh, a, like a property in the Redwoods, let's say like how far does Neil live from the coast? 
Uh, so Neil lives in a mountain town. Neil is our videographer. He lives in a mountain town called Felton. Felton is approximately seven, eight miles from the ocean. Oh, that's however, not bad. No, however, to get to the Redwoods from where my office currently sits, I'm sitting about uh, 300 yards from the beach, and the Redwood Forest is less than a half mile. So we have a 10,000-acre Redwood Forest that goes, you know, change of elevation, 2,500 feet in elevation change, where I can mountain bike ride and then end or run. I can run from my office up into the forest, and on the beach. I'm so jealous right now. I'm so jealous right now. You have no idea. I I just can't even imagine your view, what you're looking at. So what's your average price point, Ben? We just have about one minute left. So average price point in Santa Cruz County right now, median house price, I want to say it's 970. It got really, really high. It gets skewed by median. It's obviously not that average. It's really the middle uh, point. Average is probably... Most active price points probably in the seven hundreds. My personal average on sales is about one point four million. Awesome, Ben. Thank you so much for your time today. If you're considering, if you're watching and considering moving to Santa Cruz County or the surrounding areas, please reach out to Ben Strock at Strock Real Estate. And Ben, awesome to see you. I know I'll see you again soon. Thanks for taking the time to be on our show today. Been an absolute pleasure. And if you're looking to move to Kansas City. Letty Ann is your girl. Awesome. I appreciate it. Thank you all for watching this episode of Real Estate You with Letty Ann. If you like what you're seeing, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Letty Ann and Associates Real Estate Services, and we look forward to seeing you on our next episode. <music>